What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 74 of the WorkPrints Games Cast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by the greatest co host a man could ask for, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I, I'm excited. Um, we, we got a lot of news this week, and I'm also ready for my paternity leave. I got two more days of work left. So. Uh, I'm I'm on a high of just like <laughs> trying to wrap up work and just like get get down to parenting. Um, you know, it's. It, I now understand why mothers leave the workforce the way they do uh, when they have children because it's not easy. It it really is not. Um, but I'm yeah I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, what the next two months entail when I don't have work to think about. Uh, I can play more video games as my son sleeps through the day and I have to answer emails and uh, actually get some streams out because there's a lot of great games that I think we both have in our backlog that I'm looking forward to playing. How about you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was just thinking it's got to feel a little bit like Christmas Eve to you, right? Because oh, you only 100%. have two days left and you're antsy for it, but it also feels like like it, it's not coming fast enough. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited as well. Like you said, there's a lot of games coming out uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, a couple that I want to stream and, you know, we'll talk about some of our plans there and try to figure that out. And also I'm excited because we've been talking about more. I mean, I know I mentioned it almost every episode, but the plans around bringing back Trivial Royale seem more and more likely and seems that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. But Let's not dwell on or, you know, predict what could happen in the future. Let's talk about what we've been playing right now. I'm going to kick it off because we talked a little bit about this last week. I had mentioned that I had just started Life is Strange True Colors. I think at the time you were ahead of me, correct? You had yeah, finished that I first finished, chapter? Yep. Uh, and, we and, talked and, about... And I, yeah? I just want to say, I have not had a chance to play, but every day in, my, in the back of my mind, that game sits there... And, and I'm just like, I, I need to get back to it. So please tell me, because um, I think on our sheet you wrote, you have completed this game. So Correct. please tell me it stays good for the next four chapters. It stays very good for the next four chapters. Yes. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed my time. It does some things that... It gets creative in some chapters and it's gameplay mechanics and stuff like that, which I appreciated it, which helped keep it fresh. I think... I was a little bit concerned in the past they had released these episodically. So it was one of those yeah. things where you would play it in smaller chunks and the format was kind of suited to that. I felt like, and I, I feel like I've used this expression a lot lately, I felt like I was binge watching a show playing this yeah. game. But also the way each episode ended made me say, okay, I got to keep going. I got to get to the next one. I got to get to the next one. And I had mentioned last week that it was my plan to try to finish it out before we recorded this week. And I think I finished it by Sunday night. I sat there and finished over the course of, I think, two more play sessions. I, oh boy, there were times where I teared up in this game and got a little bit emotional. <laughs> it was exactly what I needed and what I was looking for. It's funny you mentioned that you hadn't played anymore. I didn't know that. You last week you mentioned oh that at the end of each chapter there is it reveals the stats and you can see the stats for your friends. I 
did not realize that I had another friend that had played and already completed the game. So yes, there was a choice where I felt like it was the wrong choice and potentially an unethical choice in my opinion. And so I did come at you on Discord and sent you a message a, a, uh, I, a little I was, bit charged. I was so, I was so <laughs> confused when you messaged me. Uh, and then you mentioned an emotion and I was like, is, is, is he talking about Life is Strange? <laughs> and is, is he accusing me of a choice I made? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like this might be a... I, I'm not sure if it's much of a spoiler, but I'm, I'm guessing something happens with the abilities a little oh, bit later down the road. Yeah, it's but, not. It's not. It's yeah. really not a spoiler. It's really not but, a spoiler. But then I was like, I was like, okay, I think he's talking Life is Strange, and I'm curious who he's really angry at. Yeah. So it turns out that my buddy Smokey is the one who had been playing that game, and he's the one I need to have a conversation with because him and I made very different choices. And in fact, I'm excited to see what your very last choice ends up being because him and it, him and I went opposite with how, those, with that last how choice. How did you compare to world, um, the world uh, choices? Or did you just look at friends? Uh, no, I always peeked at world choices. Uh, for the most part, I was in line with a lot of the world choices. But there were a couple that I was in the majority, but even those were like 53, 47, right? Mm -hmm. That was the percentage breakdown. And so it wasn't like I was way out there. I, of course, I feel like every choice I made was the right choice. <laughs> yes. I mean, there, I mean like, sometimes you're like given options to like either just be like completely rude to somebody or really cold. And I'm just like, that, yeah. that's not who I am. I really wonder who these people are. Uh, There's like, also, the very yeah, of the game. Like you, you encounter your brother after like eight years of not seeing him, and it's like, do you hug him or do you kind of shake handshake. his hand? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like, of course, like why wouldn't I hug my brother? Yeah, of course you hug. Right. Yeah. I think though, what I tried to do as best as I could is in the beginning, I'm playing this game, and yes, I am saying, what would I do, right? But then after that first chapter, I started going, you know what? What would she do? What would she do in these situations and stuff like that? And considering what has already happened and what could happen. And I, yeah, man, that game is fantastic. I don't, it's hard when we finish a game because there is that recency bias where mm -hmm. every game I finish, I enjoy it. I'm like, oh, that was great. And then I have to sit back and start giving it some time and thinking about where it stacks up. I would not be surprised if this makes my top 10 for yeah. the year. Um, it, it's it's like you said earlier, and I think I said this last week as well. It's such a it, it, it's such a break from everything else. It is that palate cleanser. It, it's kind of what your life needs as soon as you start playing it. Um, it you, you know it, it's coming home from college, see your mom's home cooked meal. Uh, th that's what this game is for me. Uh, and so, and, and you really get to get, you get that from games. Um, and so yeah. I, I, I think something like that is very special, especially if it lands what it's trying to do. I also want to give a ton of credit to the team behind this game because I have played a lot of these games. This is a genre that I enjoy and I, I dabble in almost all of the ones that come out, at least the ones that make some noise and, and some indie ones and, and some smaller ones as well. You know, And so as somebody who has played almost everything that Telltale has released, I think I had the one thing I'm missing is the final season of 
The Walking Dead. Same hair. Oh my god. Should oh, we actually, and I mean, we could. I'd be down. And also, the majority of Game of Thrones. I think I played like most of the way through that first episode and was like, ah, this isn't for me. Not enjoying myself. I, but I, yeah, you could skip the Game of Thrones one. <laughs> yeah, but I play a ton of those. To this point, I played the first Life is Strange. Absolutely loved that. To this I point, I think that. The Wolf Among Us would be the the one that I've enjoyed the most. That has been my favorite of these type of choose your own adventure type stories. This is the most well done of of all of them. Honestly, it runs beautifully. It looks gorgeous. Like I said, it introduces different gameplay mechanics in in one of the chapters. That is is a nice mix up, right? The story is. <laughs> I have some thoughts about the story as a whole, and I, once you finish this, I, I'd love to talk to you about it. It's very, hmm. Well, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything. Let's wait until we talk about this at the end of the year, and we're talking about game of the year conversations, and we go into a little bit more spoiled territory. But there is some things in the story that uh, I, I don't even want to say strong. that. It's not that it didn't land as strong. Ah, see, if I say anything, it kind of gives it away. Let's just say that I didn't. It wasn't something that I disliked necessarily, but it also wasn't something that I loved about it. And so I'll, I'll leave it at that. The other game, just to get over what I've been playing that I got my hands on, besides, of course, I've fallen back into the trap of playing a little bit of Smite, getting back I into that. Apex. I saw that. Okay. Um, I saw I saw Matt playing Guardians last night, and I was like, oh, well, Rob should be playing Guardians and I look, and you're just playing Smite, and I was like, what's wrong with this man? What's wrong with this man? Does he not know we have so, a podcast? <laughs> yes. So Guardians showed up today. I, okay. My intention was to sit and play it today, but life gets in the way. <laughs> and so I had a, a ton of work, which is good. You know, I'm busy with attorney stuff. I had court this morning. I had court earlier in the week. I've been filing petitions. Stuff that we don't need to talk about on this podcast, but I was really busy. I also thought that depending on what our plans are for streams going forward, that might be a game that I pop in and just play on stream. Okay. And yeah. so, and if that is ends up being the case, it's something that I would start streaming tomorrow morning at the at the earliest. So I'm still trying to figure that out. There is another game I want to stream. And we need to figure out whether you and I are going to stream it together or if I need to enlist somebody else. I do have somebody in mind. Is that House of Ashes, that Dark I, Pictures Anthology? Yeah, okay. So that yeah. looks, it's by all accounts, is the best game they've done so far. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to give them one to play. And I think that would be great, especially considering, you know, that it's Halloween time. Yeah. The game, however, that I got my hands on that I want to talk about is Resident Evil 4. So you mean the GameCube version? The mobile version? I mean version? The, the new Nintendo Resident version? Evil <laughs> for VR edition on out on Oculus Quest 2. I have never played Resident Evil 4 beyond I think an hour into it. I had purchased the Resident Evil 4 remaster that was on maybe Xbox 360, Xbox One. I think they mm -hmm. one of those that they released it. Yeah. And I sat down with it. And was just like, you know, this kind of feels, even as a remaster, it feels dated. And I wasn't just, I wasn't sucked into it. And at that point, the only Resident Evil game that I had spent any significant amount of time with was 5 was the first one I ever played to completion. Uh, Resident Evil. I know 5 gets a bad rap, but I had a blast with it. Yeah, Resident Evil 
seven. So the latest one was Village was eight. Yes. And then and then seven was the, was the first, first person. person before. Yes. So Resident Evil Seven. Those two games were the only Resident Evil games I had played. Since that time, I've played that Resident Evil 2 remake that came out, Resident Evil 3 remake, Resident Evil Village, and now I am a huge Resident Evil fan. So I thought, you know what, this will be it. This is how I will get through Resident Evil 4, which everybody considers one of the classics. Got it on the Oculus Quest 2. I've only played about an hour or so of it. And this might be the best VR game available. It is so fantastic in VR, man. I, oof, I so I have I get motion sickness from VR. I usually can't spend a lot of time. Luckily, this does have the two movement modes: one, the teleport, where you can point, and it works flawlessly. It's actually really, really intuitive. Just using the left stick, it's kind of aim it out, and then pull a button, pull a trigger, and you flick over there quickly. Now that is taking me some time to adjust to Resident Evil's combat, trying to kind of teleport around. I can't just you know back up slowly while I take pop shots. But it also has two different inventory modes. One where you can quick select weapons, kind of like you would in the game on console, and one where all everything is on you, right? So yeah. your pistol is at your right hip. Your knife, and uh, knife is right is at, at your chest. Your I think uh, first aid spray is either the shoulder or your left hip. I, I can't remember what's on my head. Your shotgun, you have to reach behind your back, kind of pull it out. It is awesome, man. It's so much fun. It looks really good. I mean, it still looks like an older game, but mm -hmm. it's definitely up -resed and the models look the best they've ever looked. And I want to get back in there. Like, I stopped because I had other things to get done around the house and as hard as it is to sit down and play console games or play PC games, it is much harder to carve out the time to put on the VR headset, clear out the space or, or go to somewhere where there's space and get any significant time in. But I cannot wait to get back to this and finish this game. I think it is absolutely amazing. I, I continue to be blown away by VR experiences the more that VR is a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. The longer that VR has been something where developers are actually pitting effort behind, the better and better it seems to get. And I cannot I continue to be excited about the future of VR. Now I'm excited to see what PlayStation ends up doing with their VR set, because I really do think the future of VR lies in standalone or at the very least wireless headsets. Right? It, has, it has to be. I mean, you can't get the general audience in with wires being connected to a mm. PC at the end of the day. And I think, that, also, um, didn't they just unveil like a new, or no, that might have been leaked documents, but like what? Yes, the there, is a, yeah. there is a rumor of the Oculus Quest 2 Pro or something yeah. along those lines. And we'll see what comes of that. The Oculus Quest 2 itself actually just upgraded its base model. They phased out their base model and basically at the 299 price point, you now get double the storage. And so they continue to make it super affordable for and a great value for the everyday consumer and I yeah heard, i i heard you could also stream from a pc like the game from the pc to your uh yes um, so headset or you could use a wire for a yes. better graphic fidelity Ex exactly so they have what they call their experimental features that you can check on and they do have i believe it's called AirLink, where wirelessly from your computer you can stream it and so on the oculus rift app app 
or the Oculus app on your computer, you can play Rift games, so higher fidelity games on your Oculus Quest over Wi-Fi, essentially. But I also have an Oculus, Oculus Link cable. And so once I get done with this, this has kind of reinvigorated me into getting and playing more VR experiences. So once I'm done with this, I think I'm actually going to sit down and finally give Half-Life Alex a shot with that thing. And I, yeah, I'm having a blast. Like I said, I have a more games to get to right away, which is kind of the problem this time of year. Got that House of Ashes I want to get a hold of. And I yeah. really want to sit down and just go, you know, all the way in on Guardians of the Galaxy, especially considering kind of the buzz around it and how great it is that it is just a single player focus campaign. Again, the Marvel games for the most part have been at their best when they're focused on a singular campaign, right? The Spider-Man games are the best examples, but also in my opinion, Marvel's Avengers, that single player campaign is great. It's a ton of fun. And I, while I like the multiplayer, I can understand that that is the weak part of that package. So yeah, I'm excited to give that a shot. But as of right now, those are the only two games I've put any serious time in. What about you? What have you been getting into? So uh, I fired up Guardians of the Galaxy on the Series X um, on Monday night. Uh, I switched my Xbox over to New Zealand. And for a <laughs> reason, that, that, that hack just works where uh, certain games, you just switch your console to New Zealand. It hits Tuesday. That time or, zone. Yeah. yeah, that time zone just hits Tuesday way before us. And you get to play like a day early, which is great. Um, but... I like I said I've been crazy busy with work, so I I played through the intro, uh, which is kind of like Young Star Lord intro, and then you get introduced to the characters on the ship. And I quickly paused and I start flipping back and forth between the two graphics mode. Um, there is the quality mode, which is 4K, 30 frames per second, which looks phenomenal. It looks fantastic, but. After gaming at 60 frames for so long, it it's become really tough to uh, play 30 frames per second. Uh, and so I switched over to the performance mode, which is, I think, I can't, I can't find the exact uh, uh, article because every article seems to have quoted the same with the one same source and copy and pasted it, where the title says it's 1440p and 60 frames per second. Uh, but... And then you read the body in it, then it says 1080p60 uh, for the, the uh, next-gen console versions of it. And, it, I mean, it looks fine, but you could definitely tell there's a big graphical drop-down when you switch over to performance. And it's just, like, I would love to play it on... I would love to play at 4K with all the, like, the, the high-quality textures, the lighting effects. And so I bought it on PC. <laughs> <laughs> and... Fair, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, um, I tried to do a refund on that Microsoft Store, and they were like, "It's been, it's been too long." I'm like, "But I played it for 20 minutes. Like, what? And it's the first day. Like, they wouldn't give it to me." But I was like, "You know what? Whatever. I'm gonna enjoy it on PC a bit more here." Yeah. Um, ran it through the benchmark, like, and so on PC they they had the DLSS uh, capabilities. Um, yeah. And ray tracing and everything. And so I ran it through the run benchmark settings with my 3080 Ti, and it <laughs> it ran through the it was like 4K everything was on ultra, and lo and behold it was hitting like 4K 60 uh, I think uh, um, for like for the average, and then I look at the settings and it's like DLSS off and I was like oh 
I went back and I turned it on and it was hitting like 75 consistently. And I was like, okay, this is great. I'm kind of glad I made that purchase for PC. Um, I honestly don't have enough to say about it, but uh, outside the soundtrack uh, in that intro is really good. I think they made a band called Star-Lord and uh, really uh, the song sounds, the album for that song sounds great. Um, the character designs, I wasn't a big fan of in the trailer, but they really work. Same with the voice acting and everything. Uh, the art design is really cool. Uh, Man, so, I might just play that right after this. Forget yeah, streaming it. I, like, I, I, I'm I, really excited. I just I, I just want to get into it. If I didn't have 50 work emails to do, I'd be, that's exactly what I'd be doing <laughs> um, right now uh, or after this. Uh, yeah. Uh, outside of that, um, I... I convinced my friends um, who no longer who I used to play on the Xbox 360 with to, hey, like, you all have PCs. Um, how about we play something together? And one of them had mentioned Back for Blood, and I was like, you know, it's on PC Game Pass, and you could get a three-month trial on PC for $3 <laughs> if you want. <laughs> and so managed to get three of them. Uh, so we ended up playing... Uh, through the first two acts of Back for Blood of The Last Two Nights. And it's it's weird, man. If you go back to the college days of just trying to get together with your friends and play through, like, a Left 4 Dead or something, or even, like, let's say we were back in college for Back for Blood, we would have finished this game in the first day or two just running through the campaign on, on like, rookie difficulty or something just because we're in college. We don't have much responsibility. All right. your friends are gaming. And so it's it's... I was kind of amazed that we were able to grab all four of us for two nights in a row to just even play as much as we did. Um, and I've got to say, the uh, now I've started playing more of the levels that were not in the beta, and they're fantastic. Um, yeah. it, we're having such a good time uh, playing through I mean, uh, that campaign. Um, the, there's that special written called um, The Sleeper that, that's on the wall. Uh, I was listening to the giant bomb cast. Uh, <laughs> the wall chat. babies. The uh, wall babies. And so my yeah. buddy gets uh, jumped by. He's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's a wall baby. And that's immediately, <laughs> that's all we call him from that forward. They're like, wall babies it is. And it's, it's, it, and it, it's what uh, I said uh, a few weeks back when we were talking about backward blood. It's like, when you lose control of your character, it, it's just it's just so jolting. And just seeing my friends go through that, especially when my friends Ergen, who just consistently got jumped by wall babies this one night. Like, no matter, he, like, methodically, like, make his way through a room, checking every, like, door, entryway, and then somehow still get hit by one. And then it was just, you know, it was just... I, I'm happy for Game Pass. I'm happy Back for Blood. Uh, I think they said they hit 6 million players. Um, I, I'm happy that there's a service out there where I don't have to convince my friends to spend $60 to play a game with me. Uh, they can just grab it for a month, grab a trial, and, you know, just play it. And it, it's been good. It, it, it's, I, I don't know if I'm completely blown away by Back for Blood. Yeah. So, But it's fun. Like, we're having a good yeah. time through it. And, it's, and I thought Rookie was going to be more of a breeze. I know we, we did that one Act 3 run, and we wiped at one point. We started from the beginning. We got to the mines, I think, towards the end of Act One, and he and we we lost. We we ended our run. We died twice at the mines, and I was like, this level in the beta was 
a breeze. Um, yeah. No, they definitely went in and tuned yeah. it. And like you said, I is Back for Blood going to be on my game of the year list in my top 10? No, probably not. But it is such a good time. It yeah. is so much fun. And it's one of those things where I think it's the best kind of, and I've heard this talked about before, and I think it's going to come out sounding a little bit more negative than I mean it to be, but this is like the perfect Game Pass game, right? The same way that the majority of Netflix movies, original Netflix movies that they've funded and come straight to Netflix, aren't necessarily the best cinema out yeah. there, right? I mean, no one's talking about, what's that one? Extraction, the one with Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. That, no one's saying that that is a award-winning film. But that movie was a ton of fun, and I loved it. Yeah. You know, it was very much like, oh, this is great. This is comfort you just, food. You just eat and, popcorn sometimes. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what this game is. This game sometimes, is popcorn. This game is fast food. Go, sometimes I need to go to the movies and spend $5 on yeah. chocolate-covered raisins. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, though, that while, yes, it is, you know, mostly fun, it is, there are parts of it that are surprisingly complex. You know, mm -hmm. as straightforward as the game is, when you start introducing the the card system and being able to tailor your playthrough, like and set up different decks, I'm starting to realize that where the replayability for me comes in this game is going to be with experimenting with decks. Right now, I'm mostly running through the campaign with a deck tailored around me being able to tank as much damage as possible, so I can use my passive and quickly revive people when they get down, and also to improve the efficiency and the damage output of snipers because yeah. i am the designated reviver i can't, I can't believe I, you use a sniper in that game I yeah i it, stay back and you know the aim assist is is kind of generous it, in that game and so i but I, yeah i've been having a great time and so i keep thinking like i think my next play through i think i'm gonna go full melee honestly mm -hmm because I, I've, I'm thinking I've, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I've picked up like a, an axe you know, as a secondary partway through some of these these runs and I'm having so much fun just using that that I think that a full melee build where you're basically getting life steal off of uh, melee attacks and the melee weapons could be a lot of fun. And so I want to go back and experiment with the different cards and the different builds and the different team makes up, makeup. And there are, there's what, 10 characters in this game? Eight, 10, something like that? Yeah, there's quite something a few. Something along those lines, yeah. And so being able to experiment with them and set up different decks with them and just kind of find like a synergy between the different decks and characters uh, makes me excited. Yeah, and, and so, uh, that's actually the conversations we were having today when my buddy was, was like, I got a bunch of cards. I might go like a medic support role. I was like, but I'm playing medic. But then I'm like, maybe I'll go full melee because I'm hearing fun stuff about melee builds. Yeah. Uh, um, but there was one complaint that was brought up by our group as we were playing through this. And I think there's a comic that captures it perfectly. Um, so let me pull this back up. Uh, so as you're playing through that game, the characters are going back and forth uh, with some quips of theirs, and it's never ending. It's it's so bad that some of the the voice lines that the characters just won't shut up about. <laughs> uh, I think there's a character named uh, Hoff Hoffman, who um, is the deep state um, conspiracy guy who endlessly quotes. Yeah, um, books he's reading, and he 
he has to always mention the title of those books. Um, but outside of that, good times. Yeah. Um, but, oh, wrong screen. Uh, yeah, last, of, and the last thing that I want to talk about this week is something I got my hands on uh, for a bit, like forever. Uh, the Nintendo Switch OLED. Um, which is a Switch with an OLED screen. And it is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it, it is um, probably... If you're a Switch owner, you should not update upgrade to the Nintendo Switch OLED. Uh, there, I, I honestly don't think there's any reason to uh, at all. Uh, graphically, uh, in handheld mode, you're still getting the same thing. You do have a nicer screen. I will admit the OLED bezel uh, is much smaller. The screen is nice and vibrant. That is great. But when you're upgrading um, from one Switch to the other, the process is a goddamn nightmare. Um, yeah, I, to... I mean, we've, <laughs> we've already known that kind of when even people trying to switch to new Switches if something happened. That it was a disaster, but it seems like with the Switch OLED, I'm hearing more and more anecdotally from people picking up the OLED, but also on podcasts and stuff like that, of people just bemoaning the fact that, yeah, this is a nightmare actually having to switch your stuff over. Yeah, it, you have to redownload older games. You can't pop in the SD card. If you pop in the SD card, it reformats it and you have to download everything over again. Um, then all my saves are backed up to the cloud. So I have to go game by game, hit start, go into uh, the cloud save and download it. Um, and it's just, and, and the the switches, even on LAN, uh, even with the internet cable plugged in, the download speeds are abysmal. Uh, I, I, I don't understand why it's so slow. Uh, and, and so that's frustrating. So I, I'm hoping, I, I'm really hoping, you know, I'm hoping when, Shin Megami Tensei Five comes out, I feel better about it. Um, but right now, it, it's just like I was fine. I really didn't need to do this. Um, but it, you know, if you if you don't own one, it's great. Um, it makes me really happy to hear you say that. Believe it or not, because the more and more I hear people talk about, like, yeah, you don't need to upgrade. But when you're playing in handheld, that OLED is very nice. Yeah. The more a little yeah. broken part of me is like. Do I want to get this? Like, do I? I could just give my other Switch to one of the kids, and then I'd have this new one. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I just need, like I said, I just need them to release a Switch Pro, Pro or a Switch Two. And, right? and, and, and that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's like you still have those like bad, like if a game has bad performance. That's not improving. Um, it just looks nicer <laughs> on the screen uh, with a little bit more screen real estate. Um, I got, I tested it out with some Smash Brothers, played, uh, played with Sora a bit. Um, he's cool. Uh, I also, uh, played some of Metroid Dread on hard. And here's the thing. I was already playing Metroid Dread on an OLED TV. So in handheld, it was like, eh. um, it looks the same. Uh, so I, I know not everyone has OLED, but it, you know. If you don't have a switch, that's the one to get. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, the kickstand, the kickstand is so much nicer. Uh, it, it actually is worth using if you're ever gonna use it. 
Um, yeah, uh, th that's all I got to say about that. All right, well, that wraps up what we've been playing. Just to run it down again, I've been getting my hands on Life is Strange True Colors, which I finished, really liked. Got a little bit of a hands-on with Resident Evil 4 VR. Bilal played Back for Blood and just started Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, first bit we have up, Among Us release date has been announced. Well... Among Us console release date has been announced as far as Xbox PlayStation is concerned. It is coming one second. December 14th. On the 14th of December. Yes. Okay. Yes? Hold on. Yeah, December 14th. No, no, no. Is it not? No, I believe that's Europe and UK on December 14th. I think, wait, hold on. This article, oh no, wait. All right, hold on. This article. Oh, that, wait, wait, you're right, you're right. Okay, here but we hold go. on. But also, I think that's the physical copy they're talking about with those dates. Oh, here it is. Yes, you're right. Very first line. Jeez. Reading <laughs> comprehension. I knew it was coming up soon. The funny thing is, I've been actually pretty excited about this. I, I've played a ton of these social deception games mm -hmm. Secret Neighbor, Project Winter, to name a couple. And Among Us is the one that I never got into because none of the majority of my friends either don't have PC and aren't going to play a game like this on mobile, right? And so I've been waiting for this to come out so that me and the guys can give it a go. Although now we're at a point where we have so many games, I'm kind of dreading trying to fit this into the rotation as well. But yes, it is coming to Xbox and PlayStation on December 14th. The dates that were screwing me up where they are also getting physical editions of them. Europe and UK will get those physical editions December 14th, uh, and the US will get them January 11th, 2022. I am excited about this. How much time have you actually put into Among Us? Oh, I, uh, this, was the, this was the COVID game for me and my friends. Uh, we would just literally be like, we're, doing a, we're hosting Among Us, and we'd have more people then we have room for in the party and uh we played for quite a few months uh so i've got lots of hours in it uh really great hilarious moments um it also got meta where uh you know certain people just keep getting imposter and you just would never trust them no matter how innocent they were in a game uh so i'm, I'm definitely I, i'm excited for it to come to console I don't think I'll play this with randoms, but definitely with the uh, yeah. Friends. I mean, there's no chance. This is definitely yeah. one of those games that we could also throw up on a stream as long as we got the a decent sized group. Yeah. One of the things coming to Among Us now that we're on it, we'll just skip around to a, another yeah. story. Is that the shapeshifter is coming to Among Us in its next update? Uh, uh, the shapeshifter is a new role that imposters can have, and then the rest of the new Among Us roles will all be for the crewmate side. The shapeshifter can, well, shapeshift by pulling up a menu of all living crewmates in the game. The shapeshifter can assume their appearance, including their color, cosmetics, and name. This is very similar to a role, like I said, I've played a, a decent amount of these social decep uh, deception games. In Secret Neighbor, one of the neighbors has that ability where he can transform into one of the kids that's still running around it's uh it's cool how they're implementing this because you can uh so there's 
Among Us has different like modifiers and settings that you can mess with uh, per round. And so for the shapeshifter, they've done probability. So you know if you you could do two shapeshifters with a thirty percent chance of shapeshifter yeah shapeshifter roll appearing. So you can really mess with people because someone's like, well, what if you're shapeshifting when there's actually no shapeshifter that around? How long uh, the imposter can shapeshift for in terms of duration? And then if uh, if they shapeshift, uh, if any evidence is left behind or not? And I, I think that makes it very interesting um, in the long run. So and I think it's, it's just a twist this game needs to add a little bit more deception um, to like really turn it on its head. Uh, so th this is an update I'm really looking forward for uh, when it comes out. Um, have yeah. you mentioned the release date on this one? This It says it's the next update, which does not yet have a release date. Okay. I will say that these kind of updates for these types of games, the ones that actually introduce new gameplay mechanics, are way more exciting to me than, say, a new map. So it's it's awesome to see them continue to support this game. I know they had announced that they had plans for an Among Us 2 in the works and just completely scrapped that and focused yeah. on bringing some of those features into Among Us considering how big the game had blown up. And it really shows that we are now living in a time where games as continued live services are the reality. Yeah. Every game has the potential of an MMO these days. It used to be that MMOs were the only ones out there continuing to receive updates and, and remaining as a platform of sorts. And now every game that gets massive kind of turns into this. And as somebody who likes to play a lot of games and a lot of different games, it's nice to have games like this to just kind of fall back into, to come leave for a little bit while, come back, pick up more or less right where you left off and, and be greeted by something new to kind of, you know, um, hold your attention and stuff like that. Like, I, I think it's awesome. I am curious to see if the console releases will be 100% up to date and if there'll be complete parity with the PC releases. I know that there is crossplay between the PC and mobile, right? Is there also crossplay? Do you know if there's crossplay with the Switch, PC, mobile, and there's gonna be crossplay across the board? I actually not aware of that. I feel like um, that's the only way this can yeah. be. I, that, that's how I would do it if I were to do, uh, set that up. I never played it on the Switch. I, I think there is. Let's see. Among Us uh, crossplay. Yeah, and Nintendo yeah. Switch. So I All imagine right. this will. Uh, yeah, because they did roll out um, accounts, uh, an account system for crossplay uh, at a certain point. All right, let's get into the next bit of news. I feel like this is another thing that we continue to talk about every single week. Did we not talk about this already last week? I think we talked about the rumor, but now we have a release date. Yeah, so Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remaster coming November 11th. And they did, in fact, include all of the information that we had already talked about regarding the improved minimap, the improved weapon controls, and graphical improvements there, i don't think there's something there's something with how the games now look that has me going eh, okay well i i think it, 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 it's a it, it's an interesting choice of like up it's not just like an up res it, it has like this 
I, I don't know if it's watercolor effect or something. It, it has this real, real neat retro feel to it uh, that they managed to pull off that makes me interested in at least checking it out. Well, I, I actually think that the bigger news that we don't have up here, but this oh, yeah. triggered it, is the fact that this trilogy is Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Grand Theft Auto 3 will be available with PlayStation Now when it releases, and San Andreas will actually be coming to Xbox Game Pass, the remastered San Andreas, when this launches. And so I think I talked about it, and if it wasn't last week, it was the week before, but I don't know if I'm going to put significant time into this whole trilogy, but San Andreas is the one that I've spent the least amount of time with. That, so the that's fact the that, one I have not beat. Yeah, so that's the one so, I want to go my PS2 Exactly. Died. And so I'm actually like, oh yeah, that's, if that's the one I wanted to play, it's that one. Yep. So the fact that that's coming to Game Pass is huge for me and, and fantastic. And, you know, it's good that the other one is coming to PlayStation Now. It, I, it's, I think... Is it though? Competition. <laughs> well, I, I want to see PlayStation Now get better because I would love the uh, a reason to have something like that on my PlayStation as well. You know, I mean, the reality is until they come to a point where they're releasing first party games day and date on PlayStation Now, it's just not going to have the parity uh, yeah. that Xbox Game Pass has. But yeah, no, that, that in my opinion is the most exciting news to come out of this. And who knows? Maybe I play that one. The improvements are fantastic. And then I decide, you know what? I'm going to go back into the other ones. But at least I actually now have the opportunity to try it out before diving headlong into this whole trilogy. Yeah, no, 100%. All right, well, a uh, nice little side effect of all the drama over at Blizzard Activision is Overwatch's McCree is getting a new name. I think we talked about this in the past when we were talking about all of the sexual the allegation, assault yeah. allegations that were coming out about blizzard in particular members of the overwatch team and the wow team and and overwatch's mccree had originally been named after a developer at the studio who was part of those allegations so they have changed his name mccree is no longer he is now cole cassidy yeah. Jesse I McCree, Jesse McCree is out. Cole Cassidy is here to stay. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, so funny. Cole, Cole Cassidy sounds like a WWE wrestler's name to me. You know, it, it, not that I don't like it, yeah. but they yeah I, they put out this like little story element to it as well. Yeah, which um, I thought was good. Basically yeah. saying like he had shed his old name, but now he realizes that he can't run from his past or whatever, and so mm -hmm. he's back to and basically implying that Cole Cassidy was his name the whole time. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool. I like that they're that they went the extra mile in having a story reason or introducing a story element to it behind it, so it doesn't feel like this. You know, even though it is very much a knee jerk reaction, it does doesn't feel kind of out of place with the world. Mm -hmm. I I do think it's going to be a while before people get used to him having a new name and. I wonder if maybe it would just would have been better to wait until Overwatch 2 to kind of introduce that change and then have a bigger story element as to why that happened. But it's his I, twin I, brother who knows yeah. the exact, exact same move. Yeah. Jesse McCree is dead, but Cole yeah. Cassidy is here. I Yeah. But I do I mean, hey, I think it's the right move, you know? I think Yeah. It, it, I, it, it, I, and I'm actually surprised at how fast they made it. So yeah, um, props I, to them. On that I team. don't. 
<laughs> I, I I wonder if the future we won't be seeing many video game oh, characters named I, after actual real life people. I, I, developed I think members. they said they've said that uh, at least at Activision Blizzard they're not going to be putting any employee names uh, in their games anymore. All right, sticking with Activision Blizzard, BlizzCon 2022, which was planned for February, has been canceled. Yeah, the only announcement they really had for Tuesday. it was Cole Cassidy, <laughs> and so right, you know, somebody they were like, "All right, we we did it. That's all we had." Yeah, uh, I mean. They did say, though, that uh, some announcements will still arrive in February around that same time frame. But they are looking at reimagining what BlizzCon is, especially with the fact that a, a lot of conventions like this and a lot of events are having to reimagine in a post-pandemic world. Or I don't even want to say post, currently in, you know, pandemic world, where while, yes, some places are opening up faster than others, it seems like online is still the way to kind of go for this stuff. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures coming out of, what was it, New York Comic Con was recently, right? Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I there were people there, but it was nowhere near as crowded as it would be yeah. in past years. There was and tons I, I, of ex exhibition space on the floor. I saw it, I saw it in a, uh, I had a few friends that went and I saw their pictures and I was like, Damn, that would have been nice. Like, I could be able <laughs> yeah. to walk the floor and just not have constantly bump into people. Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I can still... I haven't been to Comic-Con in six, seven... No. I haven't been to Comic-Con in 10 years. All right. The Nine or 10 year, years. Let's go. Yeah. If, if things settle down, it would be 100% down. Yeah. Although, you're 100% right. The worst part of New York Comic-Con is the Javits Center and having to walk through that crowded place. So... Uh, well, I'll, we'll say is they had they're expanding Javits, and I think next year is when it's supposed to finish, and it's a massive expansion. So if yeah, so complete, yeah, that whole expansion will be taken by a, a Fortnite tournament. So <laughs> as they continue to expand their metaverse into movies and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but like when it comes to BlizzCon in in general, um, what were they gonna announce? Because like it, it's already come out stories where like. COVID uh, has pushed back on development. Uh, they have already, uh, uh, as soon as the allegations broke out, development came to a standstill for so many games. WoW's not in great shape, uh, and I don't think they've, they're ready to share what the next expansion is there. Overwatch 2 has had so much leadership leave yeah, over yes. the last six months. But I uh, do think that you have to come out, just playing devil's advocate yeah. here, I think you do have to come out and show something new for Overwatch 2, for yes, Diablo 4, because you have and Diablo 4, because you have to yeah. show that, yes, while they are taking all of this stuff serious, we they do still have, you know, things coming, right? You you know, might not be the best statement of the year, but like I I really want to know what that Diablo Mobile is looking like right now. Like right. it's it's been so many years. I know the fan reception to it wasn't great, but when I first heard it, I was like Diablo on mobile. If it's anything like Diablo three on console, I'm in. Like sign me up. Uh, but also not for nothing. If they wanted to, what they really should do is they should come out. They should have came out at an event like that, and once again publicly stated their disdain and their zero tolerance going forward for the kind of actions that the accusations have been and then show that they are actually doing something proactively whether it is you know funding different organizations or setting up uh you know something along those lines and there are there are ways 
for corporations to be corporations, right? Mm -hmm. And think about how things are going to affect their bottom line. And unfortunately, that's just the reality. Most decisions by corporations are based solely on how it affects their bottom line. But also some good can come from that, right? And they can put their money behind, you know, initiatives or charities and stuff like that that are for people affected by the kind of actions that... And they can come out and talk about new work environment changes that they are making and, and whether it be, you know... We hear about studios now doing four day work weeks and something along those lines. Like, come out and own up to everything that's happened beyond more than just an empty statement on your social medias, right? And show what you are proactively doing to, you know, change the, not just change the culture, but make your company a place that is inviting for developers to come work at, right? Yeah. And I think that's what you lose when you lose an event like this is the ability for them to come out and make it right. Now, if they weren't going to do that, you know, which doesn't seem like they had any intention, but they weren't going to do that, then like, who cares? You know, like they said, they're still going to give announcements. It will still get more information in February. And I wasn't I was going to read the same articles that are going to come out after they give this information anyway, that would have came yeah. out of this event. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say on this. Yeah, I'm so I was, it's getting to the point where like, and this is so bad because this happens all the time, right? Is where something awful happens and then there's a domino effect where we hear about uh, something awful happening either within another part of the company or in a different company. And then it's one after the other after the other. And it's hard to not get numb to it, right? Yeah. And that's why I have to keep telling myself is that, yes, I'm sick and tired of hearing about this, but it doesn't disgust me any less. You know, I think part of the reason I'm sick and tired of it is that I'm sick and tired of wondering why or how this even happened. How know? is it still happening? Like, right. you, know, you heard, like, there was the Riot, everything with Riot Games and... Uh, oh, I mean, they're, there. they're absolutely just, a disaster. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, it, it just put such a bad taste in my mouth. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like I, you know, I was willing to check out Diablo 2 Remastered, and I was like, Nah, <laughs> even like yeah. Call, even like Call of Duty Vanguard by like association, I'm just like I I, I don't even know if I want to ch check out that campaign, and I'm willing to pay sixty just to test out a campaign there. Yeah, yeah, but all right. On a more upbeat note, <laughs> uh, Niantic is at it again with another AR game on mobile. This time, taking another Nintendo franchise in the form of Pikmin. Okay. Uh, what they, it has uh, Pikmin Bloom. A new yes. augmented reality app from Nintendo and Pokemon Go creator Niantic is coming to, to mobile devices starting yesterday, correct? Yeah, starting yesterday. It's rolling out in Australia and Singapore first, and then we'll roll out globally over the next couple of days. Uh, I haven't checked and seen if it is on the Play Store yet over here. I'm going to look right now while we're doing this. But what's your interest in this? It's funny because I am not a Pokemon Go player. I, I think when it first hit that... When it first released and it was that big hype, everybody going out during the summer, I think that's when I was most wrapped up in it. But I quickly fell off after. I still see people, it's funny, at some of the gyms yeah. in the no, I mean, area. I, I still play Go Daily. That's like the one only game on my phone that I, I might, actually might only be the only game on my phone uh, that uh, I, I consistently play. I'll dabble in some other stuff, but I get turned off from it like pokemon go is the perfect pick up and go it has a nostalgia of pokemon um 
they tried it with Wizarding World of Harry Potter, um, and like that one just didn't really like people were excited at first, and then you ran out of content, and you're just like, well, they didn't really think this through uh, for too long, and it, it seemed like the way you were able to the way you had to go out and get resources to do certain things in that game didn't help at, at, as well. So I, I'm really hoping with Pikmin Bloom, they, they learned that lesson from Harry Potter. Yeah, I doubt it. But yeah, I, I doubt it. And it's just like, it, it might be cool at first, um, but I don't even know if I'm going to check this out. I, I've never played a Pikmin game, and so I don't really have an affinity towards it. Yeah, so the funny thing is I have... Yeah. I am drawn to this based solely on the fact that I appreciate Pikmin's art style quite a bit. Is that a and I'm. I am very into yeah. So your your avatars in the game appear as me's. That's one of the features of this game, and so I don't know. I'm super tempted to give this a shot, especially since um, I live out here, pretty much in the woods. So as long as I can get some service, I could walk around my neighborhood and get some stuff done. But it's also the fact that yeah, you need to be out and about to play the game, right? I, I am having this problem with. The Witcher AR game, Monster Slayer, I think is what it's called. Something along the line. Wow, someone's playing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm the only one, and I haven't played much of it. And I... It was one of those things where, like, I booted it up, and at least with Pokemon Go, I could get at least one to show up at my house, right? But The Witcher takes this approach of you actually going on these side quests and them saying, hey, like, you have to go down the street. You can't... There's no... You can't do anything unless you go down the street. And so that's kind of the problem I'm running into there. And I'm hoping that this won't be quite as restrictive in, in, in that sense and actually force you to get out and about. That makes sense. All right. Next bit of news. So I just Ooh. realized. Yes, I sir. Just re I just realized this entire time that I would, and I have HDR on and I'm sharing this news story that uh, the articles looked blown out. <laughs> so, so uh, I just turned off HDR, so if you can now re actually read the articles and not see like a white glow up. I, I apologize. Ah, I no that's idea. right. They don't have to read them. I'm over here summarizing them. That's yeah. what we're here for. Next right. bit of news: Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Nathan Drake, finally gets a trailer. Uh, what did you ah, What did you think? I don't know what I think. I watched that trailer and I was like, yeah, that looks like the game. Yeah. That looks like a scene from the game. That looks like a scene from the game. And that that's not really from the game. And so it became one of those things where like a lot of it felt like typical Hollywood reinterpretations of video game movie, you know, video games mm -hmm. into movies where it feels like they understand the basic premise but don't actually know what the games are about. This, that's normally what you get. And there were parts of this that felt like that. That yeah. scene in the bar where <laughs> Nathan Drake is talking to Sully, played by Mark Wahlberg. Who, and, who could not? Right. Why didn't he uh, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Like, as far as like being accurate representations uh, and looking like the characters, I don't, I'm not one that needs that necessarily. And Tom Holland's supposed to be playing a slightly younger Nathan Drake in this film. And so the fact that he looks nothing like the Nathan Drake we know doesn't bother me that much. That scene juxtaposed against 
all the scenes where it's like that literally looks like they took a still from the from one of the games yeah and threw it in there and also it feels like they are taking set pieces from all four move like all four games that came out and mix and matching yep i think the game uh, the game <laughs> i think the movie visually looks cool right yeah. like it looks and like style. yeah it, it it looks like your indiana jones type adventure in 2021 and i just i came away from that first trailer going eh, yeah i'll watch I'll, it i'll see it yeah, I'll, watch I'll, it. I'll watch this day one but i'm I'm, I'm not excited by that yeah. trailer and i think i'm going to go into that moving ex- movie expecting it to be very very meh yeah which I, I, you know it's kind of a bummer but also it's uncharted you know yeah. uh I, I i wonder if and there's no sign of that in in the trailer as far as i can see Uncharted does deal with a lot of supernatural elements in almost every single one of those games. Yeah. And so I wonder how much they'll actually go into that stuff in the movie or if they are going to try to just make it a super grounded experience, which I think takes away from Uncharted a little bit. You know, I, you know what always bothers me with the stories? Because like, like, there's national treasure, there's this, and there's like other books yeah. that do things like this. What always bothers me is, and especially in the games, was you have these supernatural elements, and the treasure always just gets like lost. The city gets destroyed. Uh, like this world changing. Uh, what we know about humanity, like knowledge, just nothing ever happens with it, and like it, it's just like it just it's just in Drake's diary. And so, um, I, I would just love for once, and the only movie that actually do it was National Tre- Treasure, um, where you go into part two and they're rich off their, um, their findings at the end of the first one. So, like, I would really like for an Uncharted, for this movie to actually, like, have an impact with the supernatural stuff. Yeah. And they won't. I know. They, I, uh, I don't, I don't think they will. My Man. favorite, uh, my favorite, uh, YouTube comment, though, the day this trailer came out was, like, um, Tom Holland was 10 years too early for this role and Nathan Fillion was 10 years too late. Um, God, I would have loved Nathan Fillion as uh, Drake. That would have been that would have been my casting choice. He already has the charisma and the charm. Yeah, yeah. It, it became one of those things, though, that the more people begged for him to be yeah. in it, the less I actually wanted to see it happen. But I, don't, but I don't think Nathan Fillion is the blockbuster movie star that a studio would throw their money behind. Which, which and, sucks. But yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I like Tom Holland for the most part. Yeah. And oh, we, won't have, we won't have long to find out if this movie is terrible or not, considering that it comes out February 18th, 2022. So we're looking at, what, four more months before we know? Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to tell you it looks bad, and I'm going to be there day one at a 10 a.m. screening. Oh, all right. Uh, yes. Um, all right. Predictions. What's better, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or this? Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. Yeah, I don't even think. I don't even. I don't even think it's gonna be close. Honestly, you, you didn't if, have to think. Yeah, <laughs> if, like... if Sonic the Hedgehog two ends up being like a seven, I think it will outshine. <laughs> I'm very much. I don't know. We'll see. I I hope it. I hope it's good. You know what? It is coloring my expectations behind this as well. Is besides that trailer being kind of lackluster, which I think most trailers, especially the first one these days, are. 
I know the history behind this movie. I know that they've been trying to get it off the ground forever, that yeah. the cast has changed multiple times and the director has changed multiple times. And so it just doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah, it, it really doesn't. Like, great, you got Uncharted off the ground. Someone give me Bioshock. Give me that Bioshock movie. Yeah, yes. James Cameron, what are you doing? You, 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 did, you did Titanic, you can do Bioshock. Uh, all right. From one trailer that was lackluster to one that I thought was absolutely fantastic. Okay. Although this was, I will say this is more of a campaign overview than a trailer. Yeah. But Halo Infinite's campaign overview was released on Monday. It was Monday at like 9 a.m., right? And I watched it right before this podcast. Cause oh, really? Like, yeah, because oh. as excited as I was um, for this trailer, I've been that busy where I just could not find six minutes to sit down and just watch it. Uh, I had so, I had court Monday morning. First yeah. thing I did when I got out of court was sit in my car and watch this video. But my boss texted, he's like, it looks great. And then I saw people yeah. saying like, oh, it uh, graphically looks amazing now. And other people were like, no, it doesn't. It still looks like a last-gen game. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, what are you guys talking about? This game looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know what it is? The improvement from what they showed last year is phenomenal. Yeah, I agree 100%. I do think, though, that one of the one of the problems is that Halo has a certain look to it, yes. right? And that and the campaign is going strictly for that. I mean, the multiplayer is gorgeous, mm -hmm. right? Like, the, yeah. what we played looked absolutely fantastic, but it does have a very, like, clean, almost sterile look to it in certain parts. It also has a slightly stylized look to it. And so to do that across an open world, I can understand where people are saying like, yeah. it doesn't look like some other open worlds, but I agree with you where I think it looks absolutely fantastic. I also love that it does seem like a lot of the, one of the beautiful things about the technical alpha was figuring out all the different ways that you could actually interact with the world and all the things that you could do in it where mm -hmm. you, you thought, it's one of those things where you think to yourself, hey, I wonder if this grapple can do this. And then you go for it and it does it. And you're like, yeah. oh, and that's absolutely what this campaign looks like it's going for. Where it's one of those things where like you can go ahead and you can experiment and you are going to have those, oh my God, this can only happen in this game moments. So when I, there was a part uh, in this trailer where they open up a map and they, there's like a, I guess like, uh, banished so the enemies in the game are called the banished it's i think it's like a, a brute a covenant faction or something yeah. that's uh on the zeta halo uh with master chief you know causing havoc and so you go to this like encampment and on the map or on the overlay it shows like three little icons and i was like oh my god did they just turn halo into far cry yes and that's I was exactly like, what i was they like did. i don't know how i feel about that but Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 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 it's different enough because it, uh, from what they're pitching, it's an oh, it's open world, so you can pretty much go anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's like a Metroid, if you get like certain abilities and stuff that unlock like different areas later yeah. on. I don't know. I I anticipated it will be mostly like a Far Cry where you could probably go anywhere right away, but you are going to be led to certain areas through the story itself. I, one of the things that I did take note of that they showed off in this campaign overview is that when I think of Halo, I do think of these outdoor set pieces, but I also think of the indoor set pieces inside, you know, different areas of 
the the Halo rings themselves or on a on a ship, and they showed some of that stuff off, and that stuff looked absolutely phenomenal. And so that's as long my problem always with games like Far Cry and some of these open world games is that it becomes like checklist simulator, you yeah. know. And so as long as they can avoid it turning into that then I am super, super excited I'm, for this. I'm, I'm going to pause right here on this video because like there, I had the map open and it says in the bottom right, um, oh God, come on YouTube. I, mean, it's all, I don't know if that's going to show. Well, uh, well, while you're bringing it up real quick, yeah. I just want to say that one of the things that also made me super, super excited about the fact that it is this more like open world where there are these encampments, where there are, are these like side missions where there is a skill tree to actually level up your abilities as master chief is that although kind of a bummer it's not coming at launch co-op in this is going to be amazing imagine going to one of these encampments yeah. and you're on foot and your buddies up or you know in a in a banshee or on a ghost or or you're both in a warhog and you're driving through just causing havoc i can now understand why they need more time for um co-op campaign yeah i buy uh, like especially if they want to sync like progress back and forth between like hey if you want to just drop in with your buddy and just do this um uh, and they'll carry over back to your game like you've accomplished mm -hmm. you uh, secured this one but i wish they at least offered the opportunity to just drop in and drop out with no progress because like i would just love to just drop in to, like, yeah right or something help you out yeah create some mayhem um but yeah like on, on this uh in this video when they open up the map on the bottom left it says area collectibles and there's seven different collectibles uh yeah. I, I highlighted there and i'm just like oh oh i i'm going to spend time going through and getting everything because i'm a madman um so this is my assassin's creed far cry halo uh i'm all for it <laughs> I also do like how they open up this video and right from the beginning they say Halo has always been about Master Chief and Cortana. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. But then, but then they say, uh, then Cortana's Cortana, gone. Like, what, yes. She's gone. And then yeah. seconds later, they're like, you find this weapon and whose job is to like, um, like handle Cortana. And they're like, okay, so Cortana's in this. Um, like, I, I'm bit, still a bit confused on like what exactly the story is going on in here but like i'm excited yeah to so check it out. i mean when we last left off cortana had gone rogue and was going to start up this ai rebellion it seemed like at the end of five and then yeah we come into this game and cortana is gone right and we get this new ai who tells us that she was created to shut cortana down but she doesn't know why or how and so that seems like that is going to be the underlining thread of this yes we do have the banished and we have you know, um, this new, you know, brute boss. And then there's that uh, elite slayer and yeah, and there's a forerunner that, yeah. you know, I, I know people don't necessarily think highly of Halo 4's story like or it. even like, Halo. I, I like it. it. I like, yeah, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I like some of that. Um, it, the problem with Halo 4 was the way you had to discover that story because you right. had to get all the terminals and then go mm. online to Halo Waypoint to watch the videos of, that you had locked from those terminals. Um, but it was a good story. I just wish it was told in the game. Uh, kind of like the original Destiny issue of like having to read the Grimoire cards to understand what the lore was. Um, don't do that. 
Um, I'm listen. I'm also excited to see three four three bring something new to Halo. Right. Yeah. It seems like we're going to get our cake and eat it too. Where we're going to get our classic Halo experience, but modernized for twenty twenty one in the form of the multiplayer, while also allowing them the freedom to try something new and to bring us bring us something new in the form of this campaign. And it feels like all of this stuff is just a foundation, right? That this isn't the end of what Halo Infinite will be or could be, you know? I mean, there's plenty of rumors about whether or not there's a BR coming. And seeing this open world where they essentially already have an open world map for what would be a BR, right? I didn't think of that. It, I, I mean, listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I am very, very, very excited to see what the future of Halo brings in the form of Halo Infinite. Let's talk a little bit about the past when it comes to Halo and the fact that the original Xbox 360 versions of Halo will lose online support starting in January. It's sad, but... Master Chief Collection is in the perfect spot. Yes, uh, and so it's the right move to make at this point. Like you have, you have, you have backup options, and I think they also released um, mod kits for Halo Two and Three, and they put out an update fixing a lot of Halo Two Anniversary Edition's um, graphical issues. So, yeah, like yes, I know our three sixty versions. Hello. Master Chief Collection. Yeah, right. I mean, there is still a way for you to play these games online if you'd like that art is still being supported. It really just affects the Xbox 360 titles. And so... And you'll still be able to play those games, but yes, the online functionality will be turned off. And that's to be expected, right? Uh, at some point, games reach their end-of-life service. And like you said... It doesn't make sense to have essentially two different copies of all these games running on two different servers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, agreed. You know, they stated that 343 stated that they are wholly focused on Halo's future with current platforms, and I'm all for it because so am I. Yep. I, I mean, even with Infinite, just feels so good. Um, if, I kind of just hope they come out and be like, "Hey, multiplayer, it's ready early. Here you go." It's all. Yeah, I keep, I keep, I keep like, you know, yeah. hoping we'll hear them. But I really, I mean, at this point, just at this point, map. we're like, just give me one half. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> we're a, we're like a month and a half from release, so yeah. I think they can hold out. All right, so switching from Halo and Microsoft, let's talk a little bit about Sony. First up. Um, Let's can we knock out this Nintendo news real quick? Since it's yeah, just, sure, it's just real one that's yeah. totally fine by me. Advance Wars Remastered for Switch has been delayed. This game that visually looks like Mega Blocks has been <laughs> delayed from December to the spring of 2022. I already talked about this. I know people are excited about Advance Wars. I don't necessarily have the nostalgia for it. I think visually this art style is trash. I think it's, I think it's bad. It looks like a cheap mobile game knockoff right it looks like there's a popular mobile game out there and this is what you know some scam developer came up with to make a quick buck that's filled with ads and gotcha mechanics like so, uh, you know i at first i was upset about this news uh and then i realized hey my analog pocket should arrive in december 
Uh, but if that too gets delayed to spring 2022, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm at my wits end waiting for that thing. I'm looking at these screenshots right now. Man, this art style is bad, right? I'm it's, not crazy, right? It's bad. Know, no, it's not know, like it's bad. You know what this is? This is that, what is it called? That SpongeBob 3D reboot. This is that Rugrats 3D <laughs> reboot. This, this is what that is. It's like that generation of like, like yeah. hey, we're bringing back your favorite childhood show, but we're making it like this. And everyone's like, no, yeah. the animation style sucks. Yeah, it looks bad. Uh, it yeah. looks like you hired a third-rate animation company to do something on as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, it is not good. All right, anyway, I mean, I, listen, I hope the game turns out good, and maybe I'll be eating crow when it all inside is done, and I'll actually play it, and it'll look good in, in motion. But as of right now, I'm not bothered by this delay. <laughs> yeah. Um, a spe uh, small tangent since we're on the Nintendo stuff. Speaking sure. of just like things not looking great, or uh, apparently that the Nintendo sixty four, uh, the Switch Online expansion yeah, pack stuff. I launched. saw that, and it's... graphically it's a nightmare. Uh, and frame games. rate wise, yeah, frame rate wise, performance, everything is like really bad. And I was like, you know, I was really glad they priced it at that, so I didn't feel tempted to get it because I would be really pissed if I had paid that much and it did not run the way I wanted it to run. Um, yeah, no, agreed, 100%. When I saw that, I was like, of course. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like more and more I am being harsher and harsher and being more negative towards Nintendo. And so I want to try to to bring that back a little bit. At the end of the day, the reason that I get so frustrated with them is because I do love them as a company. And I do love the games they put out. And all I want is for Splatoon 3 to come out and there be a usable online system for that game because yeah i think that those games the splatoon games should be bigger than they are and they're held back by nintendo decisions and so that's part of why i get so frustrated yeah so like kotaku put out this article where they compiled some of the uh screenshots that people were putting out on twitter so this is like ocarina of time on the 64 the wii u version which like they kind of smoothed out the graphics expanded the ratio and then there's the Switch version where the water doesn't even uh, show up properly. Like, the, for whatever reason, it's not reading the textures. And so it just looks like ground. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looks like stone. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there's issues like that. I think there is um, uh, the games, are, the emulator that that's running them are, is just flat out cr uh, crashing uh, and closing. Um, out of sync issues with the online multiplayer um, for, like, Mario 64, and I think, uh, which one was it? Yes, I think it, yeah, somebody ran into uh, no N64 controller pack detected uh, to save ghost data error. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so, uh, and uh, on top of that, some of the controller bu uh, button mapping is absolutely insane, uh, and there's no way to remap it. Um, so, uh, like, what is this? Like, you have A and B... <laughs> Here you have a camera left and down on Y and X on the Switch. It it's abysmal uh, in what they were thinking. Yeah, no, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. Like Especially this kind of stuff. Pay as much as they're asking, it's absolutely insane. 
it just feels like they have fumbled this release mm-hmm. worse than I possibly thought they could have. Yep. And they continue to drop the ball. Now, while they're out here making mistakes, over at Sony, Housemark is fixing their biggest mistake, in my opinion. And Returnal's latest update fixes the game's biggest problem and allows you to suspend a run. You know, I... I would have loved that that night I beat that game, but then I also realized I would not have had that moment. And I often at times forget I played Returnal this year, but when I do remember it, I remember that night, and I remember how amazing that was. It's like, honestly felt like a gaming achievement. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Yes, um, I think there is a sense of, and I think that there are some people who play like Dark Souls, for example, kind of have this mentality. And I call it the fraternity mentality (laughs) where people will go through pledge process. They will, even if it's not hazing, they will go through what I would consider not the most pleasant of processes, right? While they're going through it, they will ask themselves why they're going through it, how somebody could put them through this and how he's supposed to call these people his brother afterwards. They make it through, next class comes in, and they do the exact same thing to them because they went through it, so they should have to too. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I also feel a little bit like that when it comes to Returnal, that I sat there, I put in the time for that final run to get it all the way through, but I would have killed for this feature, oh, and I'm yeah. happy it's finally. 100%. I'm you know happy it's par- finally here. You know how paranoid I was that someone would touch my PS5 in mid-run, because um, I had family coming over for the baby shower, and I was like, if somebody wants to play my PS5, and I'm like in Biome Five, like I can't let that happen. But what if the power trips? <laughs> and like it's old worst nightmare stuff. But and it's like another thing too is. I think at that time there wasn't much to play on the PS5. Like when Returnal came out, it was like yeah. the release. So like right. anyone with the PS5 was like, "Oh, I need to play Returnal. Uh, it's something new." N- like now, if you're like going to Returnal, you have so many great games to choose from. Like this summer, late summer to fall period has been absolute mayhem with games. And I wish the PS5 had a qu- quick resume feature. And like yeah. uh, the fact that this has at least has a suspend feature now helps um, because like without that. You are like, don't play anything else if you have a good run going. I should mention that this update also brings a photo mode to the game, which is a, a fantastic addition to all games. I mean, at this point, almost every game should have a photo mode. I like the idea of a photo mode in this game because I think visually this game is super, yes. super interesting. I think the enemy design, the environment, just how creepy sci-fi it is. And then also, if you're able to get that moment where you are, you know, you have a bunch of shots around you while also having enemies close in and you're mid-air dashing. Like, there's the potential for some very, very cool photos in this. Yes, I won't use it as I don't really use any photo mode. Occasionally, I will do something on the Xbox so I can save it as a screenshot and then make that my background on my console. But I... Oh, but I should have done that. Yeah, but yes, I think that is a I think that's a welcome addition, but not the big story in this. Yeah. Um yeah, photo modes are needed and all. Um yeah. but yeah, not, not I I They don't get you up myself. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like I got limited time. Like yeah. 
I will literally take a picture off my phone instead of the screen, take the screenshot feature just so I can share it faster. <laughs> All right. Our last bit of news is the Sony State of Play, which was today at what, five o'clock? I think it was 5 p.m. Yeah. Um, did you watch the whole State of Play? I didn't watch it. I came to this article and just watched all the trailers. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's basically what it was. It was just trailer yeah. after trailer after trailer. I did watch it. I. Oh. <laughs> we talked about their last day to play, and we talked about how it really was just like big title after big title after big title after big title. And it was very much safe. Yeah. It was very much like. Hey, these all of these games are kind of of the same ilk, third person, big budget adventure games, you know? Yeah. I wanted them to ha- I said at the time that I wanted them to have a little bit of a mix of different types of games, different titles and smaller titles to try to give you that feeling of like we have something for everybody. If this is what they would have interspersed into that, then they made the right decision by going with just <laughs> yes. big safe titles because this was the most like huh <laughs> uh, okay i guess like uh, one of these that i've seen yet you know so, w- this might be worse than some of those not great nintendo directs that we've gotten in the past i i got i was changing my son's diaper and i got an email from square enix pr about star ocean um, oh, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> As our stream <laughs> kind of breaks no, in the middle of us. Uh, there story. we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so you got an yeah, email about I, Star I, Ocean? Yeah, they sent me an email about uh, Star Ocean. And I was like, oh, they announced Star Ocean. Oh, it's probably a mobile game. And I read it and like, it's coming to consoles. I was like, oh, why would they just randomly send this to me like at five, like uh, five in the afternoon if there's no event going on? And then I was like, oh, state of play. And so that's when I went back and watched it. But it looks bad. It is garbage. Star Ocean looks bad in this trailer. The voice acting, the character design, it looks like, um, what is that? Fantasy Star Online 2. Yes. That's what it exactly yes. looks like. Yep, 100. percent Actually, I think, Fantasy, well. I think I think Fantasy Star Online 2 might look better if I'm being yeah. 100 percent honest. Uh, uh, but I, let's 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 kind of go through some of these other games. Yeah. You know, they also showed off and they started off with Death Verse, Let It Die. Do you remember Let It Die? It was a I, game I'm that came out on like. Trying to remember what it was. Oh, okay. And I can't. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was one of those titles that kind of came and went. Uh, this seems to be set in that universe. It's an upcoming arena battler. I don't, I couldn't figure out if this was like a multiplayer or a single player game. Yeah, it, I, I read it, something that said it was like a take on battle royales. Okay. It did kind of seem like that was what they were going for, but I did not think that the combat looked very good. Uh, visually, I think the game looks fine. But it's not my style at all. And I thought the combat and the movement looked super, super clunky. And so I am not particularly excited for that. Yeah, then um... then the next game was We Are OFK. It's an episodic narrative adventure game. And we talked about this before. 
where I am normally into these type of games, being able to have these dialogue choices. And they also talked about each episode having this interactive, basically music video for one of their actual songs. It's about a real indie band based in LA. I, I thought the beginning of this, they were trying to be like quirky and, and cute and funny. And I thought it came off really too much what, what um, do the kids say is they came off really cringy <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? because i like a good dad joke and a, that's what he was doing but it just was, like it wasn't one even after for me. another yeah. also also there was something about their their performances that felt very like community theater you know it was very yeah. much like maybe it, they, they were, were trying uh, maybe i don't know it also <laughs> just seemed like they were trying it didn't feel natural like nothing about I, it felt natural yeah. and i understand this this was a very specific trailer kind of speaking to us to try to explain what the game is and stuff. It wasn't that we were hearing dialogue in the game itself, but I don't think that it can't get put its best foot forward. The, you, know, the, you, you know what this reminded me of? Uh, I, I don't know if you've checked it out or even thought of ever checking it out, but on HBO Max, they did that Gossip Girl reboot. And, you know... <laughs> no, I haven't watched it. I haven't <laughs> yes, checked it out. Been, but, like, me and my wife start watching it, and we're like, these aren't these are high schoolers. Like there's an influencer, her friends are like control her like social media and they're like what she's posting. And like, everyone's got like these, a big, great, like exaggerated, like wives. And I'm just like, no, like th this is not what kids are about. It's not what being a young adult is about. And that's, it's kind of like, it, it wasn't to that extreme with this, but it, right. there, it was kind of like that culture, uh, that it falls into, um, that and that kind of rubbed me weird uh and so i can't tell if it's like I, I i would check out episode one if this they were able to put that out i would definitely check it out and see how i feel about it um it, all right well i'll let you cool. check it out and then we'll see yeah it, it does look cool visually um, yeah i agree the voice acting is neat i just don't know if the material is for me or not all right uh the next thing that they showed off was a Bug Snacks update titled The Isle of Big Snacks, which is coming in 2022. It's adding base building and big prehistoric bug snacks. I did not spend any time with the first bug snacks, so I don't really have an opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, I uh, feel like the people that played it thought it was good for the most part. Uh, so, uh, you know, if they're doing more, good for them. Uh, I like the food monsters. Um, the designs are pretty fun. They also showed off Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, what had already been announced previously, and announced that the game's going to have a December 16th release date. So this is going to sound so dumb, but this is how my broken brain works. You know that Nick Cage movie that came out that's basically a movie based on Five Nights at Freddy's, but it's called like... Uh... Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Nicholas Cage, Five yeah. Nights at Freddy's. Nick Cage, Five. It's something's... Uh, Willy's Wonderland is okay. what it's called. So I saw that movie. I love that movie. It's ridiculous. It's nonsense. And I know that it's based on these games in, in essence. Or heavily inspired by these games. I kept watching this and not thinking about Five Nights at Freddy's, but thinking about that movie. 
and how this game looks very much like that movie. It also looks like they are expanding the Five Nights at Freddy's formula to make it more in line with the modern day survival horror where it isn't just manning, manning the cameras, but also some stealth and trying to distract. This looks like a much better Five Nights at Freddy's game and something that I would actually be tempted to put some time in. I thought the same thing, really, though, but yeah. I haven't, no, nothing about the other games have really drawn me, yep. or I, I really don't even know what the gameplay loop is like in those, mm. but, like, I saw this, and I was like, this kind of looks a little bit neat, or I'll, yeah, I'll right. check out, like, I, I mean, I'll probably hold Xbox, off, yeah. like, if it's on Game Pass, I'd definitely check it out. Yeah, I might hold off on seeing reviews, mostly because I think the thing that draws me to this game the most is that I'm a kid who grew up going to Chuck E. Cheese all the time. And I'm also a kid that always thought that the best slash worst part of going to Chuck E. Cheese was the animatronic Chuck E. Cheese band on stage. And so kind of seeing that realized in the form of this video game has me tempted and excited. So if this game comes out and gets good reviews, I could totally see myself giving this a shot. Now, the actual best news to come Hell of this yeah. state of play is that Death's Door is coming to PS4 and PS5. And I believe it's coming in December? Um, Hold on. I'm actually going to watch this trailer real quick to get the date. You also get a free game for pre-ordering? Yes, you also get uh, Titan, Titan Souls, Soul. which is November their previous 23rd. game. November 23rd. Okay. Um, the Titan Souls pre-order is not available in Japan. And so, I, listen, Death's Door is on my short list for Game of the Year. I know yeah. it's in my top three. I, I'm pretty confident in mm. saying that. Okay. Uh, and it has a real shot right now of making it to number one. But we mm. will see where, I, you know, where that falls at the end of the year. But, I, I mean, that game is absolutely fantastic. I think everybody should play that game if you're at all interested in that genre it's definitely a top 10 for the year next bit of news is cart rider drift they showed off is this the game it's not the square enix chocobo one that you're no 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 it's it, i feel like this game had already been announced or a game similar to this is this a game that is already popular as like an online free-to-play game because there was one like that right or did that come to the xbox uh there's this I, I, popular online free-to-play kart racer. I feel like that's what this is. Maybe not. Anyway, it's a kart racer. It looked okay. Um, it's a cute style. I like the yeah, cars. yeah. I don't know. Nothing, but again, nothing about it grabbed me at all. It was very yeah. much like almost every single one of these was like meh to ugh, and so this just fell on the side of meh for me. I might go back and watch the YouTube for the state of play and just look at the comments as, as it plays out um, just to see what everyone's reaction is like and what people were expecting to show up. Oh, I think somebody in the chat actually confirmed for me, Engie in the chat confirmed for me that, yeah, this is the Ooh. online free-to-play one that is available. Thanks, at least. Well, next oh, yeah, thing they showed right. off was King of Fighters... Yeah, the next thing they showed off was King of Fighters 15. They're going to have an open beta test November 19th. This game looks great, actually. I mean, I love fighting games. I'm not very good at them, but for whatever reason, I continue to play almost every single one that comes out. There's something very visceral about the combat in King of Fighters where 
the sound that every blow kind of makes and the way that the combat flows, I, I think this looks awesome. Um, but if you're not into fighters, you're not into fighters. And so and this isn't for everybody, but at least this one visually, unlike some other games, looked really, really nice. Yeah. The next one is probably the one that of this whole group has me the most excited. It would be Death Store, but I've already played that game and beat it, is First Class Trouble. Now, this is another one of those social deception games. We talked about it earlier when we talked about Among Us and Project Winter and Secret Neighbor. This reminds me a little bit more of your Project Winter uh, type game. And I believe that it is already on in early access, if I'm not mistaken, on like PC and stuff like that. So I've actually seen some gameplay videos of this. Uh, again, this looks very cool, but this game is, for me, it's very much about whether or not I can get my friends on board to kind of play yeah. this game. And the fact that it is coming to PlayStation Plus subscribers for free when it launches is what pits it over the top for me and makes this the most exciting part of this state of play for me is there's no reason with it coming to PlayStation Plus for me not to dive in there and give it a shot. And I think maybe you and I, at the very least, hop in and see if we can't get a stream going. Um, I'll let yeah. you stream that one on your end, and I'll hop in from I, um, my PlayStation. I um, I thought this trailer, like when they said it was a social deception game, I got excited. But then I, and then there's some cool aspects yes. to it, but then I was like, the trailer didn't do it for me. Yes, I can so point much. you to, I'll point you to a actual like gameplay video of it from, I think it might be Funhouse is who I might have watched play it. Mm, I think that's who it was. But, and they show off the game much better than this <laughs> trailer okay. does. I do agree that this trailer does not do a great job of showing it off. Yeah, but it looks like there's a lot of cool elements in this one that, yeah. uh, you know, at least raised it above some of the more, much more easier ones like Among Us. Yes, right. Uh, again, they showed off Star Ocean, the Divine Force. I think it, the trailer looks very bad. Oh, I it's so bad. Don't want to spend the rest of the podcast just piling on, but but it, like it, it has such good environments, uh, and like the combat looks cool, but everything about like the movement, the characters, the voice acting. I also don't. Story. I don't think the character design looks very good. I think the no, character no, no, design the character looks bad. They don't look great. The characters yeah. look terrible. Yeah. Um, like. I don't know what's going on with that hero's face. There's right. <laughs> a woman that looks like she is six years old. They the look ship. like it looks like a mobile game, honestly. And that's not even to be disparaging to mobile games, but I, I, yeah. it's uh, anyway. The last yeah. thing they ended on was a deeper dive into Little Devil Inside. I think I actually get to watch all of this one. It, it intrigued me. The art style uh, of this game is very, very cool. I still yeah. don't quite understand what this game is. It changes perspective, it seems like, quite often. And the one thing I want to point out is that if anybody goes back and watches this, it looks like there are moments of the game where you are in uh, third person and there are some combat elements to it. It does this thing where it goes from a top-down view and has you maneuvering the character on a map almost like a board game. The movement is so slow when you're walking on that map, at least what they showed in this trailer, that 
one of my biggest pet peeves is when a game has super slow movement where it feels like they are just trying to stretch this game out because oh, yeah. it is a smaller experience. And that over the course of however long the game is, six hours, seven hours, four hours, I, I have no idea how long this game is, that starts to make my skin crawl. Like it's one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves is sitting there holding the stick forward and it you barely moving. Actually, Life is Strange True Colors does this in a couple parts and it's the only part of the game where I wasn't enjoying what I was doing because I was moving so, so slow. And I always hated it when Gators of War did it, when they did the walk and talk sequences. I was like, just let me roll. Yes. Just let yes. me roll. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's one of those things where like, I, I spend almost every game and Life is Strange True Colors. If I can hold down that right trigger and move faster, I'm moving faster, you know? And so I yeah. still don't quite know what this game is. I think the art style is really cool. I just yeah the art style was really speaking to me um I think out of everything that is not death's door this one might have my, the biggest interest yeah um, I, and I can see that yeah but it also I still I, I mean I just don't know enough about it and we didn't get anything else out of it it's funny that they gave us this kind of extended look but still no release date and or even release frame right time frame 2022 that's about it that's it yeah and so we'll see more of that, I'm sure, in the future. I mean, considering that they chose to close their admittedly lackluster state of play with that game, it seems like they themselves are high on it. And so we'll we'll see what comes of that. Yeah, and I that, the, oh, I go ahead. They didn't put these in with like that last <laughs> that last state of play, or they just kind of went off with everything. Like, just, I know, think not everything it, needs to be at ten. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand that, but I really do think that it was probably a better look for them to just release that super tight, albeit safe, uh, state of play previously, and just, yeah. Although it is, I don't know, it's very, this one was very weird, because it was just so meh, you know? Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter actually say that the state of play was very similar to a meeting that could have just been an email. <laughs> and that's exactly what this felt like, right? This just could have been a press release and it would have had the same impact and actually probably would have had a better impact because I wouldn't have clicked through every single one of these. I would only click on the ones that interest me and not been just bored out of my mind for a lot of this data play. And so, but yeah, that wraps up the news for this week. I have some games to get to it's into play. So let's wrap this up. Blah, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site, some of the things yeah. we have going on. Yeah, you guys can follow me over at Bilal underscore Mion on Twitter uh, and uh, Night Mystic on Twitch. Uh, you guys can follow The Work Print um, at The Work Print on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, be sure to give the podcast uh, subscribe and rate it. Uh, goes a long way. Over at theworkprint.com, uh, Christian uh, and Nicole and um, Rob have that are Rob have all been <laughs> uh, just clarifying. Have all I been love hard every at time work. you're like other oh, Rob. Yes, um, Christian just did a, a interview with screenwriter uh, Jay Holtzum, uh and talking about the cost of redemption in Marvel's Wastelanders Hawkeye. 
uh, which is an original scripted podcast series uh, from Marvel. Um, Nicole and Christian just also did a Dune podcast. So if you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll definitely, um, you would have gotten that in your feed uh, earlier this week or over the weekend. Um, Christian also did an uh, interview with Mark McKenna on uh, his new NFT collection. Uh, I didn't know we were covering NFTs, Christian. <laughs> I'm still, still up in the air about how I feel about this, but it, it's a great interview. Uh, I'm not. I'm not up in the air. I feel the same way about NFTs as I feel about his opinions on which food can go and he can live the rest of his life without <laughs> it. All right. Me and Christian. Listen. Me and Christian are gonna. Christian's gonna finally come on the podcast, and it's literally gonna be the first twenty minutes of us just arguing about everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to talk to him about getting him on to one of these. And be like, mm-hmm. we just need you for twenty minutes of a podcast. That, yeah. That's all we need, and to just bring your opinions about wings and why you hate them. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, we also got a day of the dead recaps, uh, review and recaps going up, and I think we got one more episode of what we do in the shadows uh, with the finale. I think later this week, um, coming up. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, site's been exciting. We appreciate everybody, um, you know, tuning in, coming to the site. Uh, it means a lot, and so. Um, yeah, what about you, uh, Rob? Yeah, as always, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Uh, that's across pretty much every social media. Make sure to follow us here on the Twitch channel and actually click the notifications button. Get Have that bell on so you can see when we're hopping in and streaming. I will have some more free time coming up in the future and access to my office during the day again right now my mom who has been visiting and I, I love her to death and can't wait until she finally decides to just move in with us. But she has been using my office for her work. So it's been off limits during the day. She is heading back soon. I will be streaming during the day more often. Also want to pop in at night for some night streams as well. Tell your friends <laughs> about us, yeah. right? Like at the end of the day, that's the, we are all word of mouth. Yeah. And I'll, the only way we can grow is if you guys help us out. And while I greatly appreciate, you know, I, I can't understate how much I love seeing the same people come into the chat during stream, during the podcast, and us feeling like, although small, we are starting to build a community. And I would love nothing more to build it larger just because then that gives us the opportunity to do more right to justify spending more time on the the channel and on the website as well i have so many ideas (laughs) running through my head on things that i want to do but i want to make sure that you guys also want to see it and if you happen to catch the podcast last week or check out the video on demand you could see how crisp my video feed was last week and that's one of the things i'm trying to get done is i'm trying to get a new camera in here to kind of upgrade uh the setup here as well and all i need honestly is you guys to show up as long as you guys keep showing up it justifies it for me you know as much as this is a hobby and i me and him would be doing this anyway it makes it feel like something more when we see you guys in here so thank you thank you so much for coming and watching a stream listening to the podcast and generally just being awesome yeah, um, 
yeah couldn't have said it better myself uh i do want to do some more stuff for the community that has been showing up for these podcasts uh for these live streams uh i'm thinking we i've got that jackbox party pack eight waiting to be streamed out uh definitely bring in some friends and family for that and keep it open uh let's get some funny answers going yeah uh i think that'll be a good time and so we'll figure out some time on uh, all that stuff and uh get it rolling all right I think that wraps it up for this week. Bilal, thank you for joining me as always. I know as busy as I am, I'm not dealing with a newborn. So thank you for taking the time out and being on here. He's an angel. He sleeps. Right now. <laughs> and until next time, bye-bye.